Okay, Google, play the rockaroo. Okay, the rockaroo. up that the Rockaroo, if you are a Google Home user or an Alexa user, you can just say, okay, Google, play the Rockaroo, or Alexa, play the Rockaroo, and we're, we'll be right there. We'll be right there in your eardrums. Ready to rock. Well, does it go to the uh, most recent episode or the last listened to episode or the next episode in the, do you know? I do. If it's if you haven't if you haven't listened before through it, it'll play the most recent episode. If you stop an episode halfway in between or, or whatever, it will it will pick up where you left off. Uh, Who has the willpower to do that? To stop? Well, when it's your fifth listening time, sometimes you, oh, you only make through true. you know That's halfway. A good point. So, That's a good point. Happens to me a lot, and I have to say, all you say is, "Hey, hey, Google, play the next episode." So we're there, we're right there with the with the big guns, and um, they're sweating. They are sweating. Yep. I'll bet. I'll bet, especially after last week's episode. Man, we really knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, that was a solid that was, one. That was, that was a, a solid one. one. It probably was, you know, wasn't the best. It wasn't wasn't in our top ten episodes, but it was, it was in the top twenty probably. Well, I, I think time will be the judge of that. You know, I think yeah. sometimes, sometimes not sometimes all all times you you, you got to let it breathe a little bit before you can make that. Because sometimes what will happen is I think we record a great episode and I listen to it the next day and I'm thinking, oh, that's a great one. Um, and then sometimes after a year or so, it's not so great. And then yeah. sometimes we record one and I think it's great. And I listen to it the next day and I'm like, that was not very good. And then <laughs> it goes the other way as, yeah. w- as well. I think we record a really poor one and, you know, it makes some people cry the next day when it's live. So that happens. It can be, uh, challenging so here's a question i thought about during the week that i think could be because of course you know there's no real rocky stuff to talk about and um so i i feel this is a good good podcast fodder i was thinking how are contracts gonna work with this season is this season going to be counted as a season in a player's contract? And not just baseball, but other sports as well. I mean, take Nolan, for example. He's got that seven-year, three-year deal. Will this season 
will it be counted? Will one of those years be counted or will it be void? I think that's a, I mean, that's a great question. That's something I've definitely been thinking of. And I don't know if there's a a real answer for that. Uh, Just off the, you know, just saying like, hey, this is the way it'll be treated. I think they'll they'll definitely have to figure out um, some stuff to determine how they're going to treat those contracts. But from the standpoint of the the true contracts, you know, who knows? There might be a pandemic clause in the in the contract. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. There might be some kind of clause that allows players to even get out of contracts to some extent, depending on what happens. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to whether they actually get games in the season, right? So if the if they do play a season, then it's going to be hard to say that year doesn't count towards that contract. But if they end up not playing a season, that's when it's really going to get tricky in determining on whether that uh, contract is, whether that's a year in the contract or not. And then, of course, ultimately, whether they pay them or not. Like, are they getting paid right now? That's another thing I was thinking of. I think they are, but maybe they're not. Well, I have an, an answer for that, actually. I was just looking that up because I had the same question. And what happened was the uh, owner's group or whatever, um, they they doled out $170 million to the MLB Players Association to then distribute however they saw fit. It all went to Mike Trout, unfortunately, but uh, that's what happened there. But, that makes sense. Yeah, but with with the coming whatever ends up happening, there might be some more negotiating. However, Tony Clark, who is the uh, MLBPA, which is Major League Baseball Players Association, um, essentially the players' union, he is the head of that, Tony Clark, the old Tigers first baseman. He said negotiating is done. So uh, there's that whole piece of it. We're still at a point where is, you know, is, is baseball even going to be played? And even if it is, say they do end up playing 80 games, which is the latest kind of report right now, you still lose out on half of a season. Yeah. From from these guys. And I thought it would be cool if you just, you know, maybe in the future there's going to be a bunch of guys who are free agents in the middle of July. You know, that would actually make make future seasons very exciting. You know, if <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> Nolan's gonna be a free agent in the middle of the season and um but one of the one of the things that sparked that thought for me was there was this report floating around about how possibly Mookie Betts could end up being a Red Sox again without ever playing a game in another team's uniform. Oh and yeah, because he would be he would clear his contract, never play for the Dodgers, and then resign with the Red Sox. Right, which makes. Yeah which just is is totally unfair to the Dodgers, like them or not. I mean, that's just, you know, so. I well, think they th- should have put a pandemic clause in their <laughs> trade agreement. I'll tell you what, there's going to be pandemic clauses in, uh, in the contracts moving forward. Oh, for sure. I mean, 
The, I mean, I know everyone's probably listening has heard about the Wimbledon deal after SARS came out. They spent whatever it was to buy pandemic insurance for Wimbledon. And they ended up spending like, I don't know, they like paid $16 million a year for seven years or something. And then the, the, they ended up cashing in on it this year because they obviously they had to cancel and they cashed in like $300 million or something. Wow. So, uh it's uh, I mean, it's out there for sure. It definitely will be in clauses and contracts and everything going forward from here on out. Yeah, yeah. But what do you? What do you? Th- I don't. I think it should all be prorated. You're not playing, right? You're not playing. It, it shouldn't count as part of your contract. So, for example, Nolan. Um, when was his contract up? 2024? I can't do the math. I'm not good at that. We've been over this. I should have you brought it up. 2019 plus 7. Well, 2020 plus 7 would be 2027. So 2026. Okay. So, yeah. So if they don't play at all this season, I would say that would go to 2027. And if they only end up playing half the season, it would go to 2026 and a half. Okay, so let me ask you this then, because I I don't know if I disagree with that, but let me ask you this. Are the players getting paid right now, or should they be getting paid, I guess is my question. Well, you'd have to say no, because they're not doing any work, right? I mean... I mean, typically that's the way that works, yes. You know, um, but like I said, the they are getting paid from the players' union, so I don't think so they... So they're not... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't think they're not getting paid on their contract. I don't know. You know, I know I don't want to, we have billions of listeners and I don't want to spread misinformation to billions of people because then they tell billions and, and, and by the time it's over, the whole world knows. Yeah. And or, shit gets out of control. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shit gets out of control. So I don't, I don't want to speak too much on it because I really just don't know, but yeah, I believe I believe the teams aren't paying them and they're they're getting whatever they're getting from that 170 million dollars. Man, that's going to be tricky. I think what will end up happening is the contracts will still be up at the time that they were supposed to be up because it, I mean, each one of those contracts is so different. I know that we talk about it I mean, when I say we, like the media talks about contracts, like they're all like equal, right? They're all one and the same. But the reality is there's so much shit that goes into those. Like you never really know how the read and and what's going on there. But like you don't know if it says, you know, seven year contract to play baseball with the Colorado Rockies or if it says to play baseball with the Colorado Rockies until 2026, you know, like it's. It just depends on how the wording of the contract actually is on what's going to happen there. But maybe they just do this. Maybe they wipe all contracts clean and everyone gets to go out there and, you know, build a whole new team. Yes. And then we could get to our our fantasy draft theory. Yes. Every year, every year, all players are available. You hold a draft. You can have keepers, two or three or four keepers. Uh, and... That I mean, that would you want to make the game of baseball exciting? I think that would do it for sure. Oh yeah, people and then would love that. And then there's just you, you do it every 
every draft slot, it's a set salary. So there's no contract negotiation or anything like that. Um, I think that would be very cool. The yeah, purists would, would jump off. Well, I don't want to get grim, but the yeah. purists would not like it. <laughs> but you know what What it would add is that additional excitement of the draft. The draft would be like the most mm-hmm. exciting thing ever. Yeah. It'd be more exciting than the season itself. It'd be more exciting than the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. They would for sure. instantly take over that. Um, yep. Hey, you mentioned that, and I actually just listened to an episode from last season, and it was an episode we were discussing – the like the the I, I had brought up Hard Knocks and this show on Amazon called Amazon All All or Nothing, yeah, where they follow a NFL team and it's like a documentary style. And we were talking about how you know that could be the future of sports, where there's all these documentaries and and the actual play on the field isn't the most entertaining part of being a fan any longer. And so I think going to fantasy style draft like that would definitely be a huge part, huge part of that. And then think of the Jersey sales you could sell, you know, every year, sell a bunch of, I mean, that might piss the fans off a little bit, but uh, they'd still do it because they're fans. Yeah. And you, but you would get a lot of, of fans that become fans of players or player right. groups or, you know, and like they're going to follow the player and not the team, you know, which could be really good for the sport. You know, I like I don't think I personally would like it, but it might be like really good, you know? They should do it this year. They should just yeah. do it for the rest of this year. Yeah, they should. <laughs> and then next but, season they can go back to their contracted teams and Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That is not a bad idea. Well, again, like we talked about a couple of episodes ago, like this is the season to experiment with some of this stuff and just see what it looks like, what it feels like and how, like what kind of uh, viewership and what kind of uh, level of excitement you get from the fan. That's definitely the case. But going back to the contract thing, I think, I think that I would like to see this year not count or be prorated. Like you said, I do think they're going to end up doing some games. So the contracts are going to end up counting and that's just the way it'll end up being. So the Dodgers will get Mookie bets for the COVID season, and then he'll be gone. So he'll be the wow. COVID MVP, maybe. Yeah, but you got to, I mean, with that situation, you'd, you'd have to think that the the Dodgers plan to to sign him long-term anyway to make the deal they made. But ne- you never know. They Maybe they could have, they were just going all in again for this year to to win the World Series, and now they're kind of screwed. Yep. I don't think that there's any doubt that they'll at least make an attempt to sign him right. long-term. Now, I mean, sometimes that just doesn't work out. I mean, I think they did that with Manny Machado, and it didn't work out, you know? Right. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, that's just the, the way that goes, so... um but there's there's a lot of teams out there that made some big moves uh, in the off season for this season specifically. Teams like the Padres and some other teams, and you know what? The Rockies are just sitting back, laughing in their stupid faces. 
<laughs> uh, coming out on the the positive side on on that off season, huh? Skin. Heck yeah. Here's another question: What about stats? If they do end up playing, are those stats going to count for their career stats? And I don't much care because I'm not a, a a stat nerd, but I know there those individuals exist, and so it's only a half of a season and it's going to throw season averages and all that type of stuff. But if you don't count them, then what's the point of, of doing it at all? I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I think that the stats will definitely count the thing. I think the only thing that you'll run into like questions about are, uh, not your counting stats, right? Because like your number of home runs, number of wins, number like the counters, right? Like the the whole number counting stats, those aren't going to mean crap because it's obviously going to be a shortened season. But unless someone does hit 60 home runs, that, that'll be pretty huge. <laughs> but but uh, the stats that are, people are going to question are like ERAs and averages. Like what if someone hits for like a 420 average? Or yeah. Four? 10 or something like that. Or, you know, what if someone does something like that? That's what's going to be, uh, I don't know, of question. It's going to be, it's all, will always be tainted. And what if it was someone that was just locked in that year for whatever reason, you know, that'll suck for them, I guess. But ultimately I think the stats are definitely going to count and that they'll go into the, the career averages of these guys too. If they end up playing a season. Which I I still think they will. I think they will. So, so in regards to to the shortened season, there is this report out there that might interest you specifically. I don't know if you you've heard about this or read about it, but um, so far, the uh, the umpires have agreed to a thirty percent pay reduction because of the COVID nineteen shutdown. Um, they will continue to receive their retirement and health benefits. But part of that new agreement, the MLB can unilaterally eliminate the use of instant replay in 2020. Tears of joy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as far as that's concerned, I did not hear that news, but uh, that is great news on my end. Hopefully they can find a way to carry that forward forever. That would be, that would be worth. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that, but that alone would be uh super exciting for me. If that's the only thing that comes out of everything that's uh, gone on this season, but I like, I cannot stand replay. So that's some really good news. Although, so does that mean that the umpires make 30% regardless of what, goes on this season i don't know that was a a cbs sports report i guess i should cite i and i didn't i didn't wasn't espn no they've shut down there's nothing to be sportsy about (laughs) they've shut down they're all in on the last dance oh yeah Uh, the r the r show we talked about this last episode the r actually televising uh korean baseball Yes, and I I caught a little bit of it last night. Um, one of the cool things that I noticed was their batting helmet. Some of them, not all, 
Their batting helmets have a very exaggerated curve, which I thought was interesting. Um, and then this one guy uh, smoked a double down the right field line and did a little bat flip off of it, which was cool. Um, that's about all I all I had to, <laughs> in me to watch, they're, but they're like bat flipping maniacs. Like that's kind of their thing. Oh, really? Like I think that's like yeah, I think that's like a very uh big piece of their game so like uh I, it doesn't surprise me that they're bat flipping on doubles that's, that's well crazy. I th- he probably he thought it was a bomb because it hit off oh. the top of the wall I'm, I'm assuming he thought it was a bomb but <laughs> you know what I I didn't know that they played baseball outside I for some reason thought all their stadiums were indoor maybe I'm thinking of Japanese baseball ah interesting I'll tell you what I found interesting. Couple of things. One, their teams are named after their sponsor, so not like their, not like their, uh, their location or anything, right? So like mm-hmm. they're like Samsung Lions or whatever it is. Yep, that's exactly. So that's uh, that's interesting. I thought, and then the other thing I found very interesting is that the base coaches are wearing masks. Very interesting. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So are the managers so, wearing masks? Uh, you know, I didn't notice whether the managers were or not. But I guess my question there is, uh, well, I don't really have a question. It's just, it's just interesting. Nobody's wearing masks except the base coaches, I guess. So it just seems a little counterintuitive. But uh, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. In regards to replay i was they had uh, they were broadcasting an old playoff game it was cubs padres in 1984 and they showed this they went to their super slow mo and one of the announcers goes man i i hadn't seen that before where'd that come from and the other guy was like oh they've been they use that in the olympics and it's just like regular slow mo now, you know, that we're used to <laughs> yeah. on every single pitch. And it was just funny here. Did I mention it was 1984? Yeah. It was just funny hearing these. And they went on and on. This is a playoff game. It was like three to nothing in the fifth inning. And uh, I think it was a game five, too. And they just kind of went on and on about how awesome this super slow mo. And yeah, this is great. I mean, you can use this to you know, break down a guy's technique. And uh, it, was, it was very, you know, just that how far we've come with now the yeah. su- Subaru, Subaru, Super Slow. What's it? The Subaru? Okay. It's Subaru, not Subaru. It should be it's Subaru. It's Subaru, Super <laughs> Slow Mo. Yeah. Yeah. No, is the Subaru, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it is funny to watch that going back to Korean baseball on the, you mentioned the, uh, you know, they're named after their sponsors, Kia. Last night it was the Kia Tigers and the Samsung Lions. And so on the, the, the scoreboard thing on the screen, it just says Kia and Samsung. And it just seems so silly. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's, that's just what they do. Yeah, it, it is silly. I mean, I don't think, I mean, we'll never get there. We might get to the, the sponsorship on the, the sponsorship on the, um, helmets and jerseys and all that stuff, but I don't think we'll get to the, 
to the uh, naming our teams after the the sponsors. Huh? Who who knows? With with everything that's going on, I, I shouldn't say anything about anything when it yeah. comes to what's going to happen in the future because that might happen tomorrow. Yeah. But to go back to the very beginning of your point, uh, you being feeling like maybe a bad fan because you really don't care whether we do 80 games this season or the seven abbreviated playoffs or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, like, I wouldn't say that you're a bad fan. It's just, you know, to some extent, you still want to see some baseball. But like like you feel right now, what's the point? What is it? What are you really going to get? You're going to get a bunch of guys that are just trying to hone their skills, right? It's going to be like a super extended or like a super spring training is what it's going to be, you know? Yeah, that's a good, good, great point. So like how yeah, how, I mean, how focused are the players going to be? How much are they going to care about it? And no matter what we're looking at, I just I really have a hard time believing right now, based on everything going on. I have a hard time believing that there's going to be any sporting events this year with fans. I mean, I could be totally wrong. NFL is a powerhouse; they'll probably find a way to get it done, but like, it just seems real unlikely. Yeah. And I feel stupid. I mean, last, just last week we were talking about, Oh, when, when could we see the season starting? And I was like, Oh, the beginning of June. And that like, clearly the, the powers that be are not (laughs) uh, thinking that way. Uh, Right. So that's that's us being optimistic or <laughs> yeah. rational or I don't know but yeah. they can't they can't stumble on it I mean that's the thing right you know it's not like WWE going back and saying hey we're gonna wrestle we don't care we spit in people's faces but we're doing it uh, you know if if these screws shit up and have to cancel their season nobody gives a crap if baseball does it's a different story yeah i don't know i think the great state of florida designated wwe as an essential business well i mean that sounds about right <laughs> and i'm not joking i'm not making a joke i oh really i think that's a I, so they can only uh participate in florida or is it like i don't know did florida like nationally lobby for them being essential uh I don't know. It's just the headline that I read, but it was a good one. It <laughs> was a good, good one. That or is a, that a, a is cryon perfect. scroll. Probably is what nice. that was, but I enjoy a good WWE match every now and then. Um moving on to to Jeff Breedick. I mentioned oh, yeah? I be, yeah. yeah, so yesterday so for the record, I like to, when I do yard work and stuff like that, I like to pop on Rockaroo episodes, whether they're, oh, it's nice. a new, yeah, whether it's a new one or an old one. I, I highly recommend it. It's very enjoyable. Is it narcissistic for me? I don't know. I don't know if I'm being <laughs> narcissistic or if I'm trying to be a better podcaster by, you know, reviewing the tape, if you will. Oh, both, both. But anyway, I an episode I listened to yesterday from last season. We were talking about Breedick and kind of it was actually it was the episode titled George Steinbrenner owned Rockies. And we were talking about where is Jeff Breedick 
and his job security essentially. Yeah. Um, and I just think with him, it's something to talk about that's Rockies related. <laughs> Did Jeff Breedick, uh get a, a pass because of this season? You know, like he's going to get a he's he's basically going to get a pass from the offseason because of the yes. way 2020 worked out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Is that where you were going with that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just was trying to bring something up and that was the first thing that popped in my head. Here's something, though, that I think has substance to talk about. If. You know, we I brought up. You know, what are what are contract? Is this season going to count towards a player's contract? And you know, say it does count towards a player's contract, and you get screwed out of a year from Nolan and Blackman and Story, but you might luck out on a year from Brian Shaw and Wade Davis. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh. You could get through Daniel that. Murphy. Murphy, yes, can get I, through. I hate there. to say it, Desmond. Oh, was he on a final? Or no, he, but I mean, it's still it a, it's a still year. another year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess that sword cuts both ways. Probably only if you're a Rockies fan. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, not, but I'm but. sure there's. I'm sure there's <laughs> other fans of other teams that wouldn't. I'm sure they have some bad contracts on that they're not necessarily happy about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of these GMs are going to get, I don't know. It's a tough, it's tough year for them, right? Like not only that, what do you do if they don't end up playing a season or an abbreviated season? Uh, how do you assess what you do with your team next year? Like they're going to, they're, GMs are they've got a tough time of all this, I think. Yeah. And you lose a, a year of development for yeah. guys in the system too, which is tough. That's real tough. And the draft I think they're still planning on doing the draft in July. That'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? gonna be so. super hard. Yeah. Man, it's a. Uh, it's all obviously it's all new. We'll see how it works out for the Rockies, but I don't know. On the surface, it feels kind of like might work out for the positive for them, even if they play a season. Just because of the way that they approach the offseason. If they play 50 games this year, it'll be of benefit to the Rockies because they'll be like, no one's going to give a crap that they perform shitty or good or whatever the, however they end up performing, you know, Everyone's going to forget that they didn't do anything in the offseason and they're going to get a reset next season, especially if you burn off Shaw and Davis and Murphy. And and then, you know, who knows what Breedick goes and does next season. But uh, you save yourself a year's worth of salary on those guys, too, because even if they play, you know, an abbreviated season and they get a pro rata salary like and it does count for their for their year on their contract, then you're in a better financial position if you're the Rockies, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Ultimately it could come it could come back and be very beneficial long term for the Rockies. In the short term, you know, everyone's screwed. Yeah. Yeah. No one's playing ball. No one's 
watching ball. Yeah. No one's supporting ball. Um, I still want to watch it. I'm still excited for whatever they figure out. I still think they'll get something figured out. And I will enjoy watching it, even if it's like exhibition game type stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I say what I say, but, you know, the moment I see the guys out there in the uniforms, it's a different story. Um, I guess the what happened was I was, again – not to sound like I just sit around all day listening to old Rockaroo episodes. But <laughs> there's an episode I was listening to and you were talking about how you, you miss baseball. Oh, I think it was our last week. And you said, you know, how it's nice to get back from the office and crack open the brewski and watch some baseball. And I was thinking like, huh, I really, I don't necessarily miss it. But I think, oh. I think it's also because if say they would have started playing and then it was gone, like say they started and they played like two weeks or three weeks in April and then they had to shut down. I think Mm. then it would have been a bigger deal for me, but because nothing had started, it really, and like there was only like two or three spring training games able to be viewed. And, um, so excitement never got like injected basically. Right. And everything else is all shut down. So it's like basically the loss of the kind of the summer events is is second secondary to everything else that's going on, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, once the NBA shut down, it was kind of like, well, I doubt baseball is going <laughs> to be a thing Get this going year. on yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like at the beginning, it's uh, like – this thing moved so fast and decisions were made so quickly. And uh, at the beginning, I legitimately thought we were going to lose a month of baseball. I mean, I think that first episode we even ran this season, I said, oh, it's ridiculous to think we'll lose the whole season. Well, here we are. Now it's like, uh, 50, it feels 50-50 whether they'll play or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, today is Mother's Day. Mm. I, w- I was going to look up some, uh, like, the best uh, Mother's I- I'm surprised MLB didn't do this story. I was going to look up the best Mother's Day games for the Rockies. And uh turns out the Rockies don't fare very well on Mother's Day. I don't know. I don't know if you ever looked this up, but uh, they're, like, 7-13 and 13 or something on mm. Mother's Day. And uh, last year was a good one, right? I don't know if you remember it or not. I don't. Uh, it's always exciting to see the Mother's Day games and the pink bats and the pink gloves and all that stuff. Uh, you know, whether you want to support Susan G. Coleman or not. Uh, I, I assume most people do, but um, it's nice to see all of that. And it's always an exciting game, a day game, you know, Sunday day game. But last year, Charlie Blackman kind of uh, pulled out of his early early season slumps and bash two homers. Uh, the Rockies got out to an early lead. Uh, Padre, they played the Padres. They ended up beating them, I think, 10 to of 7 course. or something. Yeah, right? The Padres are the Giants, right? Uh, so they ended up beating them 10 to 7, but Blackman hit two two bombs, and uh, Sensatella pitched that game. He pitched very well. It was like uh, an exciting uh, pitching uh, performance where it was one of those deals where like yeah okay now we're gonna we're gonna start turning it on if if Sensatella can be good the rest of the 
starting pitching can be good. We can really get going on this season. And, of course, that that never happened. They did not use the momentum of that game uh, going forward. But that was kind of the... I kind of stopped my research after that. I was like, well, crap, the rest <laughs> the rest of these games are like pretty mundane. Um I guess if we get to Father's Day, then we can talk about Father's Day games, but that was uh the research I did for this podcast. So I didn't come in with a lot of uh preparation to be honest. I remember a couple seasons ago, maybe actually 2017, Patty V had a a solid Mother's Day performance oh yeah yeah so yes that's, that's about well, maybe a walk-off was it a walk-off it could have a... been a walk-off or like a three-run bomb late or something something like that or like two yeah. home runs or it was when he was really really raking man that guy like that's another thing to think about for guys like that for this 2020 season it's like big time bummer right like how are they going to recover from this? You know, he was, I mean, he basically didn't have a team going into the, going into the season. Well, I mean, he did, but it's like he needed to prove himself to make it on the team. Yeah, probably. And now he's going to have no shot at that. Maybe he will, but. Yeah. Yeah. That does suck. That does suck. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I get last week we talked about when the season was going to get started. It's, uh, seems unlikely that that's going to be our date now. Oh, definitely. Uh, I don't know. Like what, like is baseball really going to do something different? Are they going to try to get it all going at the home stadiums and a standard season just with abbreviated games. Which I don't know fans, obviously. Yeah. I don't understand that part of it. The you know, the report is they're gonna play as many teams are gonna play as many games in their home stadiums as possible. What the hell does that mean? That makes no sense to me. Can you do you know can you explain it to me? As in, you know, as opposed to playing least amount of games, or well, I, guess, I don't understand if you have to play an opponent. Like, where else would you play? Yeah, what I mean, what if the Rockies played eighty games at home? They have to have eighty opponents, and then those teams aren't playing at their home. I just, I guess, I don't understand what that means. I think that was more in reference to. Um, I think maybe we'll get this the season started and we might do an abbreviated like part of the season in Arizona at spring training stadiums with no fans and we'll get to the home stadiums as soon as certain cities can allow it, right? Cuz each city is each state is kind of determining their own response to this. So let's say you're the Texas Rangers, you might be more uh able to play a home game than the New York Yankees. So I think that's kind of what they were trying to insinuate through that, where it's like, hey, we're going to try to work out the schedule where you can play as many as possible. So like Yankees and Mariners are are teams that might be away 
more frequently and they might not end up playing as many home games as, uh, you know, a Ranger or a, you know, some of these other teams that are in states that are a little more, uh, I don't know, open or less, I guess I shouldn't say that, maybe less uh, vulnerable. I'd use the Rangers, but I mean, Texas is obviously a, a bigger state for the for the breakout. So maybe it's like uh, if you're the, I don't know, Colorado's kind of rough too. So maybe if you're Missouri, maybe if you're the Cardinals, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the states that are less. Is there a team in North Dakota? <laughs> Does Wyoming have any, uh, any teams or. <laughs> but I think that's the whole, there's teams in those areas for population reasons, you know? Yeah, but yeah. you know that so they give like, you know, this is from Ken Rosenthal. It says details of MLB's restart plan proposal are beginning to emerge. Um, a truncated season of eighty or so games beginning in early July. Teams would face division rivals in same geographic division and other league to keep games regional. That makes sense. Then teams would open the season as in as many home parks as possible. That will cut down on travel and allow players and personnel to easily isolate at home with their families. That makes sense for the home team, but you know, if it is new the Yankees and the Mets traveling more, then they're traveling more. I just don't understand how that would <laughs> make any I, I sense. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just one of those deals where they either gotta be run it like a regular season or not, if they're going to do that. Uh, like you said, I mean, you either, you play 40 games at home and 40 games away. Like that's just the way it all, mm-hmm. it should be. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that is going to work out because yeah, I mean, it's just like the Yankees playing games in Yankee stadium. Does that seem like, possible right now no definitely i mean not. i don't know maybe without fans but yeah but you still but have bringing, to have i guess bringing anyone into new york that's oh that, like right that's not already there like that's not you know if you if you don't have a legitimate uh, i guess playing like work is a legitimate reason to be in new york but it's like just going into that state in yeah. general it's like that does it make sense to go into that state? And even right the now? players themselves. I mean, how many Yankees players actually live in, in in New York? I mean, they probably have apartments or whatever, but they themselves probably don't want to go. Most of them, right? Yeah. So I mean, just another reason to not be a Yankees fan for sure. You know. Here's a so when I went to look up that home team home games that there's this headline former Dodgers outfielder Andre Ethier proposes fantasy baseball draft for 2020 MLB season and what? yeah but is he listening to the rock that's Rim? what I was thinking is, is he oh. listening live nice um, but he's more along the lines of you know if there's players that are uncomfortable playing this season because of quarantining and, and, and isolation and stuff just take the players that are willing to play and you know fantasy draft that them that way and just have completely different teams 
Yeah. Now the problem with that is you have to have a certain number of pitchers who are willing to play and catchers. And, you know, if, if all the catchers want to play and none of the first basemen want to play, you're kind of screwed with that. I, I like the spirit of the idea. I don't know if, if it's very um, realistic, but it is, it's a thought for sure. Yeah. It's got to be all players or none, right? Like, because if you're like, if you're really thinking about the, I guess the, I hate to say this, but the political um, outfall from saying like, hey, if you want to play, you can play. Then does that mean the players that don't want to play don't get paid? And if they don't get paid, then they're kind of probably feeling forced into playing when maybe they're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't feel like I should play, but I have to because if I don't, I don't get paid. Or then you pay them, and then the players that are getting paid are like, "What? Like what the heck? I'm getting. They're getting paid doing nothing. I'm getting paid playing." And I don't know. It's just a. It seems like a can of worms you don't want to be. Yeah, touching. I agree. I agree. And then you, if you were to do that, then you know your top tier players are going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to risk it." And then players who like like a Pat Valeka are going to feel maybe they don't feel comfortable playing, but you know professionally for their career they, they feel like they have to. And yeah. you know I think there's a lot of that going around that's not baseball related or sports related either. So it's uh, right. Yeah, that's not unique. That's probably not unique to uh, baseball or yeah sports. It's that's happening out there right now, right? Because for the most part, sports aren't essential. That's why they're all shut down. But there are essential businesses out there. And I'm sure there's people that are like, man, I don't really feel comfortable doing this. But I have to. Otherwise, I don't have a job. Right? Because it's Mm -hmm. basically, it's like, hey, you're deemed essential. You got to show up. Or it's just regular rules apply when it comes to working. So um, once, once you add millions of dollars in salaries versus, you know, hundreds of thousands, I guess it becomes a little, a different story altogether. It'd be interesting to see how it worked out. It will be interesting, I should say, because no matter what, no matter how, uh, re- how soon they come back, even if it's like next year, there will be someone that's like, because uh, we can all agree that Corona isn't going to freaking dissolve into nothing it's not going to magic. Wait just a damn minute. You're telling me it's not going to magically disappear? I- well, shoot. Maybe I haven't been up on the news and all the data and all this stuff. So maybe there's maybe there's some models out there that do show Corona uh, dissolving into nothing uh, that I haven't <laughs> I haven't been aware of yet. But uh, I suspect not. One day it's just going to go away. Yeah. So. I don't know if is the flu. Are we still dealing with the flu? Is that something that has been with us for as long as I know? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any data on the flu, so maybe it doesn't exist. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I do remember once or twice getting the flu. I do rem- recently, within oh. the last five years. Oh, so, that's not that recent. Well, uh, I yeah, mean, relative point. to your perspective i suppose it's recent right yeah uh, it's gonna it's gonna be yeah. a thing definitely for 2021 uh, yeah whether so, it's whether whatever degree it's gonna be at and um yeah 
So no matter what, I guess my point is like no matter what, people are going to be all pissed about pissed off about how certain businesses in certain institutions like Major League Baseball handle the reopening of their stuff. Like no way to get around that. Like no matter when you open, you're either going to open too soon or you're going to open too late. It's not going to be just perfect. So that's just the get ready for that because that's the way it'll be. Right. Like everyone's going to have their opinion and no one's going to be like, oh, they did it perfectly right. (laughs) (laughs) I would be if that happens, if that happens, man, well, I will be like super excited. I'll be like one of the most excited individuals on the planet if if that happens where everybody's like, you know what? Baseball did it perfectly right. They did it exactly the way it should have been done. And that's what. Talk about fantasy baseball and fan- bipartisanship is forever. <laughs> it just magically goes away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for it to come back. If it's 2021, it's 2021. I, I, like, fine. But it's going to come back. That would be wild. That would be wild. I, you know, I, my earlier comment of I don't really care – I don't know if I want to wait till 2021, you know, that (laughs) would be something you might get. You might get world baseball classic. Like that was supposed to happen this year. Right. Wasn't it? Oh, so world Olympics was supposed to happen. Is that going to happen? Is that still on? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I think they moved that to 2021. They did. Is that real? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a big. I'll Olympic tell you what fan, pisses so. me off is it this all this stuff just throws the whole future of the MCU out of alignment. You know, oh, it really does. Yeah, they had to move everything back. You know, you move one of those movies back, and you got to move all of them for the future back. But I guess they're not really allowed to be filming now anyway. So at a certain point, it'll it'll catch up and and re configure itself but still a bummer yep but you know what it's just like it it gives them some more uh it might be more entertaining when they start talking about like alternate uh dimensions and whatnot because uh maybe in you know some other dimension the mcu is perfectly on schedule yeah a different uh black widow has been released people have enjoyed or not enjoyed it (laughs) <laughs> and you know, like it'll there'll be articles out there. We just gotta find a way to get to that dimension. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you'd want to call Tony Stark up, but to help you with that. But in in this current one, I don't know if that's a possibility. Uh, but but we have Ant Man. We do have Ant-Man. yeah. But he's more of a. Uh, uh, I guess we still have Professor Hulk, which I guess is something. It's better than nothing, but uh, yeah. But in the more, maybe it'll give give these writers more time to think things through when they're writing these these movies. But ah, uh, you know, it's just it's it's an unnormal time, which I think there's there's benefits that can be you know i I was never a huge fan of shaking hands um 
that might be out the window. I don't know though. Now, what do you think? Oh, you think? You think in the future people will be less reluctant to shake a stranger's hand? Uh, no. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. It's interesting because like culturally speaking in the uh eastern cultures it's more typical to bow as mm-hmm. opposed to shaking hands. And isn't that where this all like kind of started anyways? <laughs> So we're told, or <laughs> so, yeah, right. So I don't know. I get what do we go to bows or like head nods? I guess just head nods. I like point, the head like, nod. Oh, the shoot the the guns, the finger guns with the wink. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little aggressive. Oh, okay. Maybe just a wink. So, so, How about just so some what do we friendly we eye contact? Friendly eye contact without hate in your heart. How about can we do that? Can we get that done? <laughs> Uh, as a species can we get that done i think that like hugging strangers is definitely going to be out the window that that's probably out i mean i'm not very familiar with the italian culture but i i do believe they kiss on the cheek is that them or is that no that's that's, them for sure yeah i mean that kiss on the cheek two in fact right left and right yep yeah that's uh that's a goner, I feel. At least for non for people that are not of that culture to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out because there will definitely be some cultural changes for sure. Yep. Like if you're if you're raising a new child in this uh in this culture, you'll be like, "Hey, you'll you'll never believe this." Back in the day, we used to shake hands. <laughs> yeah. We used to shake strangers' hands. It was normal. It was a normal thing to do. <laughs> we used to gather. We used to have gatherings of over two hundred people. <laughs> when you went to a baseball game, there was fifty thousand people, and they bragged about how many people were there. Can you believe <laughs> yeah. it? They bragged about it. They were proud of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to, I think that's going away. And it, I'll tell you this, if you are an individual that doesn't think that's going to happen, um, I'll just say this. There was once a time when you could open a checking account without providing a social security number. There was once a time you could drop your parents off at the gate of their flight Without a ticket. Yeah. There was once a time you could go through airport security wearing your shoes. So I'm just saying, get ready because there will be some uh, updates to, uh, and it'll be fine. Honestly, it'll be fine, right? Like everything that we do now is fine. I'll be honest. I've never liked large crowds. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Some people will enjoy it more. (laughs) like okay so you go if you go on a flight it'll cost you more to go to fly but there won't be a middle seat you know so you'll be far away from the stranger next to you some people will like that and eventually that will stabilize cost wise so you know like uh some of it will be good some of it will be inconvenience for like a year or two and then you'll just get used to it and it won't be a big deal 
But I do wonder if they're going to adjust occupancies in large stadiums. I really do think that that's... It's interesting. At least for... That's going to come. At least for new construction. Yeah. You know, there will be requirements. But, to I mean, most new ballparks kind of were, were trending in that direction anyway. More of an intimate... Because, I mean, the less people were going to baseball games, really. was Yeah. The, so maybe it'll be reduced even... You know, you go from because I think PNC Park there in in Pittsburgh is only thirty five, which ah. is pretty low, right? Yeah, and that's I think, small. So I don't know. Maybe in the future it'll go down to twenty five. Yeah, or twenty. Yeah, but you know, most most ballparks are pretty new. We had a a ballpark yeah. revolution the last handful of years, so. Um, bummer for the Texas Rangers though. <laughs> yeah. T- talk about a horrible time to open a new ballpark. <laughs> uh, we already talked about that, but yeah, I think, I think you're right from a baseball standpoint. The trend was to kind of shrink the stadiums a little bit and add more, um, luxury to them where from a football standpoint, that's not the case. And especially from a college football standpoint, like mm. college football is like how many people can we freaking pack into this sardine can yeah i mean the largest stadiums in the nation are college football stadiums like yeah michigan is what like a hundred and ten thousand or something ridiculous or more i don't know yeah that might be and a- texas a&m is like eighty thousand. yeah i think the largest in the u.s is oh i want to say ohio state it might be it might be Michigan, the big house. Who's the big house? Maybe that is Michigan. That's Michigan. Yeah, yeah so I think Michigan. you're right. Okay, 110, and I think I think Ohio State is like 108 or 100, somewhere in that. I mean, that's twice. If you think that's twice Coors Field. Yeah, that's Nuts. crazy. So like, it's like, what are, the, like, what are colleges going to do with this whole thing? I know this is not Rockies or baseball related <laughs> at all, but it's like, what are the, cause like a good portion of their revenue comes from college football. Obviously they're building 110,000 people stadiums. Yeah. Like what are they going to do this year when they can't, when they can't have fans go to their games? Are they get like, are colleges going to be in like big time trouble? I don't know. That's an, it'll, that's an interesting piece of it for sure. I mean, yeah. Cause they pack those, I mean, talk about bragging about (laughs) talking about bragging about attendance and sellouts and sellouts in a row. I mean, pretty much all the big all the big programs sell out every game every season. So, yeah, huge factor for them. Those streaks are coming to an end. You think so? The sellouts in a row. Yeah, yeah. I think that college football is definitely not going to be able to have. If they want to play games, which they're going to want to do because of the reasons I just stated, even though they don't have fans, they still need the revenue from the television and all that. I mean, that's kind of how some of these big colleges make it. So uh, they're going to play games. And if they play games without fans, then you can't count that as a sellout in a row, right? Oh, you mean if they're not allowed to have fans? Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking for some reason that fans wouldn't show up. Oh, I think if they were allowed to have fans, that's those another college, thing, though. Yeah, I think if you were allowed to have fans, I think the college football fans would still show up. I don't so much so that they sell out, though. 
Yeah, you think I do? Okay. I think they're for the for the big programs now. A Memphis or Central Florida. Well, I don't know Florida. I bet Florida schools wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they'll be fine. But the big programs, <laughs> I don't think would have an. I'm I'm pretty sure there's like waiting lists for those big time big time schools to to get tickets. So I think yeah. there's a, I mean there's a lot of people that don't believe uh there should be social distancing and stuff like this. So um I think you could probably find a hundred thousand of them in Michigan. <laughs> in certain regions, yeah. In certain yeah. demographics, hey. yeah. There you but go. yeah, if they were if it was like, hey, you're not allowed to have fans, then yeah. You I don't know if you you definitely can't call it a sellout, but can you call it not a sellout? Well, that's a good point. Maybe you could call it a sellout because you had zero tickets for sale and you sold zero tickets. <laughs> yeah. That could be a sellout. That's a Actually, you might be able to call it better than a sellout cuz I'm sure some of those donors will pay their season ticket prices anyways and just not show up. Which that's an interesting What are Rockies season ticket holders doing this what what is what's the news on that are they being refunded have they already been refunded do you know anything about that are you telling me you're not a season ticket holder i mean i am but i was just (laughs) proposing the the oh the question gotcha yeah i was being regular guy guy who doesn't i was being i was being a character guy who doesn't have season tickets behind the the dugout so I don't I don't know the answer to that, and that's something that might be worth uh, talking about, maybe in a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. maybe in a, a future episode. Hey, this episode's basically over, folks. And um, yeah, again, not tons of Rockies news because of the obvious. So we got to stick in some some train of thought stuff, which I think is okay, and given the times. Um. But you've made it this far, and we appreciate it. And go Rockies! This is The Rockaroo. Thank you for listening.